I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. What he said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this, dog. Let's go, man. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM, channel 145 Slam Radio. We got a lot to talk about. As always, it's your boy DC. Got the dirty bird at the other end. Joining us is a uh, really good friend of the Kane Gang. Recruiting guru, doesn't care about anything else, doesn't care about what time his kid goes to sleep. All he cares about is who's inking and who's not inking. Our boy, Kane Chief Jason. Yo, guys, what's good? What's good? What's up, what's up? All right, so listen, first and foremost, let's talk about NSD. There's a lot to get into this this whole show. We got men's basketball still not getting the the credit where they're supposed to be, but then they lose, so I I get it why they're not getting the credit. We got coaching carousels. We got coaches signing, coaches leaving. We got NSD. There's so much to talk about. Finally get a DC. Still don't have an OC. Where do we go? Where do we go? Let's start first and foremost with NSD. So obviously going back to early signing day, you know, Mario was able to pull, you know, kind of like, you know, like the rabbit out of the hat type thing, right? You end up getting a, a, a not really Kelly. You get a, a Cyrus Moss. Curry Brown was already kind of locked in as kind of your ambassador. But coming into NSD on, on Wednesday, like the big talk of the town is what happens with Shamar Stewart and the big lineman out of or you know up in the Pacific Northwest, uh, Dave, uh, Dave Louie or whatever, however you say it, right? So, Ooh, yep. so let's talk about this. So, Jason, I'm gonna go to you first because obviously you're like you're the the, the recruiting guru, so to speak, here <laughs> on the Kang Gang. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, were you were you surprised that we didn't get Shamar, or were you surprised that he went went ahead and went to A and M? What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so me and Bird we've been talking all day, I think, back and forth, and uh, because many you know, of you guys the, have a job, that's why. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, my 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 Wi-Fi went out today, so the telework didn't really happen. So if my boss is listening, <laughs> I'm sticking by that story. Uh, no, no. In all seriousness, um, you know the the truth of the matter is, you know, my heart said uh, he was coming to Miami, but my head said he was going to Texas A&M, uh, and I think that's where I. Probably up until what about 15 minutes before Bird, I was nah, he's not coming, he's not coming. <laughs> and then I got a little hyper because on the CBS Sports line said that, you know, Mario up until the last minutes were showing video, were really grinding in the last minutes uh of this thing, trying to had the DC on the line with them. I think that's what I heard. Um, because he didn't know much about Kevin Steele, and so they were trying to push through that. And so I, I was I surprised. I mean, look, you can't make up like two years worth of recruiting um relationships you, you relationship can. you know Kev, um cyrus moss and nodgely kelly you're like oh he turned nodgely kelly nodgely kelly is going to oregon you know cyrus moss is going to oregon they've had a year or two of relationships mm-hmm. wesley the saint was committed to miami if wesley was committed somewhere else and he delayed it do i think that mario would flip him it, you know he was never going to oregon and mario said it himself so to me no to answer your question i was not surprised from our did not come become of those relationships that for me, you know, bird, you know, and again, I've seen, I've said this numerous times, probably ever since you met me, like until a recruit actually signs on NSD or early signing period, I don't get really like super, super hyped up because again, it goes back to a couple of years ago. You, you look at Romello hype, 
I mean, it was legitimate. My man walked, talked, dressed, ate, breathed. Everything he could was Miami Hurricanes. And then on NSD, that's the ultimate troll. I'm going to Auburn. Right? Now he's in the portal. So who knows what you could have been doing here in Miami for two years, but yet you decided to go somewhere else. With Shamar, I think you're right. Like you're talking about – and you talk about Cristobal coming from Oregon. So you're right. Nigel Kelly, Cyrus Moss, they have that relationship, you know, with, with Coach Salave, with Coach Cristobal, things like that. But Bird – you're talking about a coach who came clear across country, talking about a crystal ball, came all the way back home and has to mend fences and repair, you know, broken Ooh. bridges. And what he did from going to roughly a 70th rate, rate rated recruiting class to top 15, like bird, like that speaks volumes on, on what he's doing here at Miami already in the two short months that he's been here. Oh, 100%, man. You know, I just, uh, I'm just glad the guy can get a little bit of sleep now because, you know, he's been, he's been nonstop as he's been going. And look, you know, I've got, you know, a lot of people are on there and they're getting all fired up about, about the way Stewart came on. But look, at no point was Stewart committed to us. You know, um, he, he's just a kid who was enjoying the process, right? And I didn't see anything from him that, you know, be, oh, he trolled us. No, Romello Height trolled us, right? That, that, you know, Josh Job. Those are the guys that, you know, that, that did us dirty and, and did dirty on our name. Stewart just took it to the line. Right. And, you know, when it came out, um, you know, I mean, it, it, you know, we, we didn't have the coaches in place. Right. Which I think played a factor. Right. If we would have, you know, if we would have rushed the hires, maybe then, you know, that could have had a little bit of a difference. But, you know, you just uh, ultimately you just got to return. You got to trust in Mario's process here and respect what he's doing. And, you know. I mean, if, if it means getting the right coaches in place and getting the right people and the right personnel in place that are going to do the right things for the long term, and it means it costs you a top-end prospect, I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow. But at the same time, man, you know. But, it, not, it, but not all five-star recruits pan out, right? I mean, I get right. it. Like, you're playing DN. Who knows? An injury can come. You know, you can get an injury bug, whatever the case may be. I mean, listen, Miami's been full of five-star recruits. Kyle Wright, Ryan Moore, Lance Leggett. I mean, there's been numerous times. Willie Williams. You know, you Reggie can go Lingard. on and on and on. I mean, yeah. like, it's – Lingard. It's Lingard. Yeah. You know, just because you're a five-star recruit, that just says that you have the quote-unquote potential to probably get to the, to, to, to the next level in the league, right? But, again, I, I'm very apprehensive about how you rate these guys. Like, Bird, you and I were talking earlier. Let Shamar play in the bigger leagues. Let him play against – the centrals and the bookers and, you know, and the St. Thomas's and heritages. And and I want to see what you're going to do against. And I'm not saying that you're not a freak athlete and you're not good at what you do. But when you look at Leonard Taylor last year, he played at Palmetto. Like he played against eight, a competition. He played against big boys. Right. So when you're at pace, you're not necessarily playing the cream of the crop competition. You're playing in a smaller, you know, smaller class with weaker opponents. Right. So, the good thing is, we go out there September 17th. I hope he's on the end, and I hope his ass gets pancaked, flattened. We run over him. We score. We win. <laughs> Look, you should have came of to Miami, course. right? But at of the course. end of the day, I wish the kids, whoever signed, wherever they signed today, nothing but respect, best wishes. You know, fulfill your careers, live your lifelong dream, go to the college that you want, put a little money in your pocket because I'm sure that's what's going on. You know what? And at the end of the day, you have to be comfortable with your decisions. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, Jay. So, Jay. Going from 70 to top 15, do you think that is that is bona fide moving forward? Mario's going to get us to the right direction in years to come. Yeah, I mean, if you look at this, you know, you look at this as a preview to the movie. I, I see it as, right? Um, 
And so all this is showing you in transition class, I, I was looking at some stuff on Twitter earlier and I was actually looking through the, I don't normally do this, but I was looking through to just try to get a feel of the fan base of Nate, you know, Napier up in Florida and, and, and really him because he's a transition class and a little bit of Kelly at LSU. So I wanted to see it. I talked to my buddy at Notre Dame and see how they were feeling. They're, they're without a DC, by the mm -hmm. way, we all forget, we get focused on Miami. But, you know, Freeman's up there actually looking to get Al Golden, from what I hear, uh, to be their new D.C. coming out after, of Barry. After he gets that Super Bowl ring. Yep, yep, after <laughs> you get the Super Bowl ring. You know, people forget, you know, Al Golden, I had to do some research. You know, I thought he was a tight end guy. Um, linebacker coach. But, no, but he's, he's a linebacker. He was a tight end. Then he moved linebacker. Then he was a D.C. at uh, Penn State. Penn That's State. where he got his fame, Correct. right? But yeah. but anyway, going back in this transition, you asked it, does this, does this really excite me going forward? You know, we already know he's maniacal. I love that term about Mario Cristobal. He's maniacal when it comes to recruiting. Do you and want to break that down real quick? For those of you who probably don't know what maniacal means. Can maniacal. You, just can you, nuts. <laughs> he eats and sleeps. Like, I love recruiting because I like talent acquisition. I like the portal. I like uh, coaching hires. I just like, we talked about this many times. The reason I like recruiting is not because of high school. And I think that's cool and all that. I don't get involved in the star type of stuff, but I, I think talent acquisition is huge. And so getting great people, it's the only way it's not like a draft and you know, the NFL draft, everybody gets hyped up over, you know, in recruiting, they have a choice. They say yes or no. It's no first round overall pick. We don't just reverse the cycle. Right. And right. so that's what to me is exciting about it. And so bottom line in a transition class for Mario to come in and without the staff, you know, we can say how many people they had, but they don't even have the, you know, staff brings people with them. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Lashley brought in what, how many three, four GAs with him. Right. So every, every, even Mirbo brings in their GAs or their assistant staff. You don't have those other people in those staff. So to see Mer to see, uh, Mario come in and, and regardless of the position, right. Three top 100 guys. Um, this citizen kid we'll talk about, I would imagine a little bit, you know, to Correct. get citizen and get these other people. It's just, yeah, this is the preview of a great movie we're going to see for years to come in recruiting. Now so, do you develop them? That's another thing. Correct. Now bird, <laughs> one of the best, one of the best hat jobs that I've seen in a long time <laughs> was from Chavante citizen. Like, I don't know where though. Obviously, you know, the first hat is always okay. You you know you're not getting it when they pick up the first hat. Because you and I, Bird, you and I were on the phone. We were watching, you know, the Shamar. Shamar, yeah. As soon as, as, soon as you said, picked up, we, yeah. we both said the same thing. We're like, yeah, he ain't coming. He ain't coming. As soon as you picked up the Miami hat, you know, you know, you want to talk about, yeah, this is home. Okay, I get it. But you know what? So, but the citizen one, if you if you watch that, that was <laughs> that was probably one of the best hat situations I think I've seen in a long time. That man ran out of hats. What's he going to do? Oh, he pulled the other one up from under the table, and it's a white Miami hat as opposed to the green Miami hat. So, yeah, that was uh, – that was awesome. So, so and Jason and I were, were, were texting earlier, man, and I, I just – I think we were both shocked is the word I think that I used on, uh, on Citizen. I thought there was no way. But that's how this recruiting thing goes, man. That's why – you know what? Like, you're going to get guys that you didn't expect to, Right. And then you're also going to lose people that, that you know, you thought were human, man. And I think this stuff really comes down to the last second, man. So, you know, uh, everybody's saying, you know, oh, Citizens just taking a free trip to South Beach. Well, 
you know, look what ended up happening. He ended up he ended up coming in, right? And you're talking and, legit offers from the kid. I mean, obviously, four star yeah. recruit, you know, out of out of Louisiana, you know, Auburn, Nebraska, SC, Florida, Michigan State, LSU, Georgia. You know, I look at this as my man is not afraid of competition. You know, look, 100%. you got Rooster, you got Henry Parrish, um, you know, you got Don Chaney coming back. This is where I see someone like a Cody Brown, potentially a Thad Franklin, maybe saying, uh-huh. I got another. I got another horse in the stable. Yeah. Maybe I want to kind of make a right turn and kind of find another situation. I mean, but again, if you look at last season where you had two of your top backs go down due to injury, mm-hmm. and again we were literally relying on uh, a sophomore to, and two freshmen, two true freshmen mm-hmm. as your running back. So I think that out of all the people who committed today, like obviously I think he's the biggest shocker that you know we mm-hmm. got. But what I also like to see is the O-line and like to see the, like the guys that were getting on the O-line, the Matthew McCoy's, um, the Honest Coopers, like you're talking finally bird, big bodies, height wise and size wise. Trench bullies, baby. Gotta love it, man. So Jay, what, what was, what's your take on like a Matthew McCoy and on, uh, and as Cooper? Yeah. So for, you know, the first one with McCoy is I, I think everybody, you know, from what I read and, and I think all of us kind of do is the guy is tall. I mean, he is lengthy. He is big. Uh, he's a tight end. He's got good feet. He's playing basketball. Uh, he really, he's late bloomer. Both of these guys are three-star developmental guys. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come in and start day one. If they have to start day one, Problems. things went real bad. Right. Um, but, but do they have to be a four-year development? No, I don't think so. I, I mean, you know, this is – or a three-year development or two. You know, you don't know what happens in the strength and conditioning room. But McCoy, I, I think length, I think agility, I think, you know, per, perfect tackle position, so, right or left to and, be and, determined. And, and that's where I'm going, right? Because So you look at – when you look back over the years, I, I'm just going to throw Brad McKinney out there, 6'8", 320, 330, but the wingspan – that's what you need. You look at Alabama. You look at Evan Neal as a left tackle. That's a tackle. Miami's been loaded with nothing but guards clear across the board. You can say John Campbell has a little bit of size, 6'4", 6'5", but his body frame's kind of small. Like you, you need to get tall bodies, big size, wide arms in order to, to make a legitimate left or right tackle. Jared Williams had a nice frame. I think he was kind of slow on his feet. But at the same time, at least he gave you what a tackle should be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think Aaron Justice, you know, really in this recruiting cycle at the beginning, when I when I was watching his offers go out, we're talking six five was the men, right? Mirabal uh, mm-hmm. comes right in, reoffers a lot of the same guys that we had. They might have went somewhere else. They were uh, some reaches. McCoy, what what what? Um, uh, Coach Cristobal said in a press conference was when we saw the tape and saw him in person, he was a must have. Yeah. Um, and that's that's Mirabal and Cristobal. Right. Yeah. Uh, when you get those two saying offensive tackles or must-haves, I'm all in. And then because they've been there. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they, coaching they, and Mario played it, right? <laughs> yeah, he got first yep. round, you know, number three. And then C- Cooper, do do you know much about him, uh, uh, Bird? I don't want to. I know he's a. I know he's a massive human being. Yeah, Six, that's almost three fifty. That's what I think. That's what Cristobal said. He he lost his train of thought during the. Uh, press conference and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I looked down and I just looked at this massive human being, one of the biggest <laughs> human beings you see. And there was a rumor, to be honest, that I, and I thought uh, Inez Cooper could be a D tackle. Uh, that yeah. was kind of squashing the interview, but we're really hurting for the, the D tackle beef. The same thing you're talking about, the what, the Davis kid from Georgia. If yeah. there's anything that we would need in the transfer portal, it'd be 
big, heavy, wide defensive tackles. Go ahead. Yeah. And I know we're, I know we're going to talk to with the, you know, about the new defensive scheme with Kevin Steele coming in. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, look with Kevin Steele here, you need one of everything with defense because you know, the beauty of him is, is he's going to make, you know, adjustments for everybody. And, you know, I mean, he's going to play to the team you're playing against, man, which is just, I think, music to Miami fans' ears, right? Instead of, you know, the, the defense that we had under Manny Diaz was basically just go get the quarterback and everybody rush and, and hit him as hard as you can and, and try to make an interception if you can, right? There wasn't a lot of wasn't a lot of strategy in the in the scheme, right? Um, but I think that's going to change a lot. I mean, I think Steele had, what was it, a, a 3-1-7 that he ran against, um, yes, against Joe Burrow? Well, no, no against, oh, against no, Joe oh, Burrow and LSU. And he held him like 23 points in that year that they were magical. So, you know, it tells me this guy will think outside the box, but you know, you need all these gimmicky players. Right. So. Well, yeah. one thing that I can go back to like Inez Cooper, you know, you're talking about someone again who built relationships because he was going to go to Oregon as well. This is where I think relationships are, 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 are legitimately founded and bonded between a player and a coach. You know, again, yeah. you look at three people who signed with Miami who were going to Oregon and decided to come to Miami and flip. Well, we're going to go to break here on the Ken Gang Radio Show. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vilo. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pula. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuy. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. 
back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, welcome back. We're just getting started here on the Kane Gang Radio Show. We are chopping it up, talking about recruiting, talking about rankings, talking about everything else. Now, when you look at team rankings, you know, Obviously, there's no denying that Texas A&M went full blow, you know, full blown number one. Um, but again, you look at the the SEC. You know, the top three teams in the country are from, you know, recruiting wise are from the SEC: A&M, Alabama, and Georgia. You know, then you sprinkle in like an Ohio State. Texas is finally gaining some ground. It just depends on what Texas is going to do. You know, they had a good start at the beginning of the season, and then after the Red River shootout, they kind of tanked and. You know, all that stuff. But Miami climbing, you know, climbing back into the race, I thought that is that's prevalent because I think, you know, you 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 get there and you're ahead of Florida State, you're ahead of Florida, you know, and again, we Bird, you and I talked about the other day about what was it, the the big four we had mentioned something about the big four. Never. There's what's never a big, what's a big four, but I only know a big three. I know the big four. Well, that's a four for four. That's at Wendy's. <laughs> You, get the you would know that. You would know that. Five for five or whatever it is. That's um, where you get the cheeseburger, the chicken nuggets, the, fr- well, the small fry, and the small drink, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you get the five for five, you get the double stack. So, I mean, you know, you don't just get that junior cheeseburger, right? So, anyway. So, I think Miami landed a solid class going from early signing day till today. You know, again, I like Anthony Moten. Like, I loved his brother, when you know, when he was here. Anthony Moten, I think, again – it's a guy that again you need you need bodies down in, in the trench, right? So again, it's another another decent sized body coming out of Cardinal Gibbons. Um, again, he might not see the field for a year or two. Get him, you know, into the you know into the weight room, you know, put some size on him, things like that. I, I do think that the way that the the class shaped up, you addressed a lot of needs. Obviously, the last couple of years you lose Rousseau, you lose Phillips. This year you lose McLeod. People don't think that, you know, losing McLeod I think is a big deal. To me, I think it's huge. You know, you're talking somebody. Everybody was all about Jahir Harvey. Like, I didn't even see him last year. I mean, I'll play here or there, you know. But other than that, like, he was kind of MIA, right? You saw a lot of Chance Williams. I think I thought Chance played phenomenal. But bringing in a Kelly and a Moss, kind of restructuring, getting more people on the D-line. And, and this is what we talked about. You're going to bring somebody like Mario in here who knows what it needs to be done from the inside out. You already have your guys in the back. you got your James, your Cams, your Avantes. You're getting Blades back. You're getting Gill back. You're getting DJ back. You know, again, now with Kevin Steele, okay, this is the guy who's been number one, number two, consistently in the SEC in this defense. What do we do about linebackers? You address that. You get a Wesley Bassaint who can come in. I'm not saying he runs from day one, but – I'm pretty sure he might be better than 11, maybe better than 18, you know, maybe better than a couple guys that are I definitely better than 34. So, <laughs> so Jay, I'm going to start with you. What is your take as far as Kevin Steele coming in and our linebacker play? Yeah, so if we're just talking Kevin Steele linebacker play, one together first understand that he's a linebacker's coach. Yeah. Right? So, you know, worrying about Pat Key and all this and who's the coach and what are they being taught and you know, Kevin Steele's been coaching linebackers for as long as we've been following football. I mean, he has been doing it a long time. He can develop talent. He's done it. Bird loves uh, Kevin Steele. Loves him. Was, Absolutely. I, 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 a year ago, I was on Kevin Steele when we were supposedly having more money. I think Bird we was too. I think Bird, I think, Bird, you mentioned that. We'd have to go back yeah. to some audio or something. But I, I know Bird was on Kevin Steele yeah. last year too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I teased because when I saw him go to Maryland, I retweeted and said, hey, 63 years old. And my only thing is that Kevin Steele <laughs> is we better bring – now, he'll recruit. I mean, that guy's got passion. His age is but, but a number. But, you know, the 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 deal with him is, uh, as far as linebacker play is, he's a linebacker's coach. Um, now, you, you're only as good as the talent that's in the room. I, I don't care what – I don't care if you're Nick Saban. If you're Nick Saban running around with a bunch of Jasons, you know, out there – uh, we're not going to do so. But good. you don't. You have, you have no. legitimate Christian Harris's well, and Jordan Battles and correct. <laughs> and so you look and, and you know and so for our linebackers, you know, um, for for one, for me, uh, we don't know what was what was the player and what was the coaching. You could say it was bad coaching, could be a bad scheme. I don't know. We'll find out, right? New coaches, new schemes. Don't blame anyone. And then for Wesley, you know, Wesley's got the, the predicate the uh, pedigree. Pedigree. pedigree you know he has done he ped, 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 uh he has done it all up and down for four years at uh miami central that that guy has played in state championships up and down in the best talent from img to anywhere else so and and the biggest thing the point taken is he's an early enrollee mm-hmm. that cannot be overstated for a wesley business of all the players be early enrollee that was the one we needed the most he's um, in that fourth so quarter conditioning that, program right now man that's what I love about all those guys being here, man. So that's great. Now, speaking of Wesley, and again, I mean, okay, so I do follow recruiting. I do. I don't love it. Don't really get into it. I'm about a 2%, 3% like recruiter, right? Like following recruiting. Bird is 100% go, right? But me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not 100%. I'm like, I'm like 70, 80%, man. Yeah. Plus another 20. So I'd put it on. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> so. <laughs> But again, when you look at the staff and you look at the relationships, Wesley now now one of your biggest targets for twenty three, right, is who? Bain. Correct. Like now you have somebody who played alongside him. Obviously, his brother's kind of you know into the mix and you know something like that. But I mean, again, he's not kind of. He is. He's a well, GA. He's a, or not a GA. He's a offensive and an al- analyst. analysis. So yeah, analyst. Yeah. But again, at the end of the day, like now you're starting to get that pipeline. You've been missing a lot of guys. And again, this is where I talk about Mario being Mario's character just speaks volumes. Mario's character allows him in the door to a lot of people, almost like a Schnellenberger, right? Like he can go in there because he his name holds cred. So now you're starting to get that door open. You see people like uh, Uncle Luke saying, Hey, you know, welcome back, you know, where Again, Uncle Luke has, believe it or not, I think Uncle Luke has a lot of power in Dade County as far as around high school with coaches, with players, blah, blah, blah. Half of the kids don't know his music, but at the end of the day, he has a lot of pull, right? And we already had that conversation with Uncle Luke, you know, when he was on the show here. Um, And this is where I go with Mario getting that class to where it's at now. It's only going to get better moving forward. I I told someone like a couple weeks ago, they asked me what I thought about Mario. I said, Three years, he'll be in the CFP. I could be wrong, but again, I I, I want to get like so. This is his first recruiting class, which technically isn't his first recruiting class. He's trying to salvage what was left over, you know, from the Manny Diaz era, right? And those guys. Next year is going to be his really his first full, you know, cycle of recruits. You know, by the time those kids are juniors, I want to see what the University of Miami program is about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, good, good, bro. No, no, no. You go ahead, Jake. Well, I, all I was going to say was, you know, I was thinking about this today at the end and going, you know, and Bird, you mentioned it too. You know, everybody wants to talk about just using Shamar as an example, but you use it for anybody. 
Well, if we would have had a staff in, would that have been different? And, and I don't think, I mean, how long did he need him? Two weeks, three weeks, a month? If it's not the right guy, it's the, the relationships that were set there. And, and you know, you he won't have to do this next year. I don't care. They're going to see two things. They're going to see the proof on the field, yep. the strength and conditioning program, and they're going to see the relationships that they've built and continue to build, not just during the recruiting season. When everybody's done talking about signing day, Mario goes to work. Those relationships are on those camps. Mm -hmm. Those are on those phone calls. Those are on the coffee visits. Those are on the stop by and coaches, coaching clinics. We talk a lot about youth and running the youth. One of the biggest ways to recruit uh, athletes is through coaching. We know that. And the way to get the coaches is develop and pour into those coaches. And he knows it. Remember for the very first time he talked, he talked about South Florida coaching and football is different down here. Correct. He spoke yep. to them and their heart. And I think that's that because I, th I don't think it's a recruit to him. I think that's who he is. Yeah. And for a year, the Ruben Baines and the, you know, all the other names you want to throw out there for 2023 uh, down here is going to be huge. So go ahead, Bert. I, I want to touch on that, but go ahead. No, I mean, I was just going to mention, you know, the fact of, you know, you talk about, you know, the couple of years away, right? You know, if, if you look at the, the, you know, the classes of players that are playing right now, 18 and 19 were awful recruiting classes for talent, just the way that just the way that those guys have developed. And most of those guys, I think probably 50% or greater have gone on to, to other things, especially that 18 class. There's probably three or four guys left from that. Bubble yeah, Bowser still at Houston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only on kickoffs, though, man. I don't feel goals. But, you know, and, and, he sleeve, and he's sleeved up. I don't know if you saw him. My man is sleeved oh, yeah. up, bro. Oh, yeah. He's got he's got something for his teammates that have been calling him out, too. So, I'm sure you saw in that message group that we're in with him. Yeah, he called that out. But uh, look for a video from him in the next couple of days. Okay. Yeah. Well, Are you talking we'll about Borgales? I'm talking about Baxa. Oh, ba ba Baxa sleeved up? Baxa ah. sleeved up. You're talking about oh, Borgales. Yeah, he uh, – Oh, you're talking, about the Andy, the you're talking about the kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But let me let me you know finishing my thought. You know, the, the, the classes of 20 and 21, I mean, are just loaded with guys that are that are turning out, right? And when those guys become the senior leadership and you know the, the, the upperclassmen leadership for us, you know, plus you you've salvaged 22, right? Like when you look at it right now, I mean you've got a good ranking. It's not really high on on depth, but the the high-end talent is there, right? So you added a few three stars into it and, you know, you know, I mean, you're, you'd be in a crazy position, right? I mean, the, the average, uh, the average rating on that class was what, what I mean, what did we end 91, up at? 91, 91 something, four or five yeah. or something like that. 91. I mean, that's, that's crazy. And it was a top five of, rating. Yeah. You're one of a handful of, of, of programs that landed 10 or more four-star recruits. And I know I, before you jump in uh, gang is, you know, um, there is that, you know, we're, there's still a five-star uh, offensive lineman that's out there in Washington. Ding, ding, ding. Um, and I'm not saying he's coming here, you know, uh, but, you know, you get that guy. Um, your O-line you, staff a couple of years. And, oh, yeah. And again, but, but again, you also have people that came in last year. Ron Rodriguez, you know, Lawrence Seymour. Um, mm -hmm. You know, obviously Jalen Rivers went down. Isaiah Walker. Like, you got people – that are going to be on that line. Again, it's just about what kind of continuity do you have? What kind of chemistry do you have? Because I really believe O-line and D-line are all predicated on chemistry. you got to be able to you know, rely on your next guy. 
what is my guy to my left doing? What's his assignment? What's my guy to the right doing? What's his assignment? What's my assignment? And, and I think, and I'm not knocking Coach Justice or anybody like that, but I think Coach Maribel can literally get our guys to where they need to be and have them in place. You know, Bird's mentioned this plenty of times, you know, over the years. You know, he was one of the biggest Blake James haters, um, you know. I wouldn't because- say that. I was a critic. I wasn't a hater. I said that Same we, difference. we suffered – we Same suffered difference. a lot of unacceptable losses, Same right? Difference. Embarrassing losses. It didn't mean it was a hater. It was that hater, was... critic, same difference. <laughs> Whatever. You dislike the guy. No, he's a, he's a fantastic human being. Fantastic. I mean, the yeah. times I'm... How do you like him as an AD? I mean, the results speak for themselves, right? You can't, I mean, that's... Base, it on, you can't base it on three games. It's not you on three games, Carolina. dude. It's about... It's well, about again, the state of the basketball program, the football program, and the baseball program. But again, major you're program. only as good, like Jason said, you're only as good as the players you have. Yeah, yeah but you got to, you got to, you got to, like, so I he's mean, got you know, no maybe. accountability in the performance oh, of the, yeah, of the that's programs. Like, so let me ask you this. So accountability is one thing, right? So you talk about the basketball program, which again, they're doing really well. They got six losses this year. It wasn't until this season that Coach L actually turned it around. I mean, what if he cut? What if he cut ties with Coach L a couple years ago? The program's been in disarray really for the last six, seven years since yeah, they the won the ACC. That, the majority of that you don't you don't blame it on it, but I mean, he has had the most injury ravaged team in in all of college basketball the past. Is that the coach? Is that the AD's season. fault? No, absolutely okay. not. But your, your baseball team can't hit a ball. Is that is that the AD's fault? No, I mean, look, none of none of none of them <laughs> I'm just are. Your ball. But, but the overall performance of the teams and the programs, right, and their ability to generate revenue, like you're accountable as the AD to the performance of them, right? Like I said, Blake James, fantastic human being, man. Nice, super nice every time I've met him, like super down to earth, super great guy, right? Just but when call you look him out because he sucks. But no, I'm not saying it like well, that. Like when you look at three results, years, though, the re- yeah, when you look years, at the results, the results aren't there. Yeah, in three years, if if we're sitting where we were three years ago, We'll be calling for Dan Radakovich's head on a plate. That, but you know, what? that's I, just I, the fan base. That's just the fan that, base in general. It's every fan base too, correct? Right? Like that's. I mean, you go across and you start to think the Miami Hurricane fan base are just a bunch of crazies. No, but we and then you listen a, to we, the we, we are. We, we are. But we live in a microwave society, right? Like I, I firmly believe it's it's what are we doing? Because again, we go into listen. We play Bethune Cookman. Our first drive, it's first and ten, and we run a uh, inside handoff. You don't think the boo birds are coming out? Like, just, just saying, man. Like, it doesn't matter. That is true. I just, it's hundred percent. It's baffling. I don't think that's going to happen. It all Look, the UAB, the, the UAB game, yeah. the UAB game, right? With Dr. King, I think Dr. King's first game, right? Yep. We didn't throw the ball. We ran oh, yeah, like two hundred and seventy-five yards on them, yeah. and you know, Lashley People had to losing answer. Their mind. They had he actually had to answer why, and this was the first game in a COVID. We were lucky to even be playing football. I, I think was like, King, what I think King Shoulder was still bothering him at that point, <laughs> and it was his yeah. first game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, speaking speaking of King, like, like doing really well at the East West Shrine Bowl, Charleston yeah. Rambo was absolutely killing out there on one on ones. My man Come is on. gonna make some money out yeah. there. So Good. anyway, we're gonna finish this up talking about a couple things about recruiting. So. Moving forward, again, you talked about Josh Connolly out of out of out of Washington, right? If you can land that kid, again, that is a staple. I don't know if you do or not. If you do, you do. If you don't, no, you don't. I'm saying I was agreeing yeah. with you. But that would legitimately be a staple of your O line for years to come, and you build they around that. They yeah, won't they won't starter. 
and you build around that. And that's what you need. That's Miami Hurricanes. If you go back to the old one team, I think there was two Canadians, like an Indian yeah. dude, like Sherco, yeah. Bibla, Romberg. You know, you have Joaquin and, and, and McKinney. And McKinney is a Juco guy. It wasn't even a Miami guy, right? He's a Juco yeah. guy. So Miami Hurricanes have never really had le- legitimate O-line guys. You know, again, you can look at Brandon Linder, I thought played, played decent when he was at Miami. Went to the league and became the highest paid center in, in the NFL, right? You know, you had the McDermott's. I thought Shane was decent here. You know, played a little bit in the NFL. Casey, I thought, was a five-star recruit that was just horrendous. Still playing in Jacksonville. Like, you know what? It is what it is. You know what else it is? It's time for a break. Got to go. We'll be right back. It's the Kang Gang Radio Show. Sirius XM Center 145. Bird, Kane Sheep Co. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're gonna be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you oh, give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look. You have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. 
There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So what do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, on behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Signing day's over with. We didn't get who we wanted. Blah, blah, blah. It is what it is. Blah, blah, blah. Shout out to my boy Trevin. You know, you, you kid in the podcast, whatever's going on over there in San Antonio. Uh, just want to give a quick shout out to that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about let's talk about the 2022 schedule. Bird, we've been looking forward to this. We've been looking at dates. We've been waiting for this. We knew the first four games. Bethune, win. Southern Miss, who knows? Frank Gore Jr. might score 40 on us. Who knows? But that's a win. Go out to, you know, College Station, a and I'm chalking that up as a win right now. And then you come back, Middle Tennessee State, that's a win. You're 4-0. You got a bye week. You got home against Carolina week five, what, technically week six. That's a win. You know, then you go to Vatek. That's a win. You know, you come back for Duke. That's a win. Good, good. We'll see uh, Coach Ish, Feely, and Simpson. So that'd be good to reminisce about them. So we're 7-0. We go to Virginia. That's a chalk up. That's an 8-0. Go to Georgia Tech. That's a 9-0. Then we go to Clemson. You skipped. You missed Florida State. Well, because I already figured that was a win. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was baiting us on that. So, yeah. Anyway, I was like, but let's no, get into but... the schedule because I mean, I think my gosh, if there was, and I say this nonchalantly because I thought last year's schedule was very favorable. Like, if there was ever a time when you're a favorable schedule with your returning people again, minus you know Harley and Rambo, because that's really your two offensive weapons, which I think will be replaced. Um, but your schedule is set up. Bert, talk to me about the schedule. What do you think go going forward? Yeah, so initial thoughts, um, you know. 12 I, and I think, <laughs> You know what, man? I don't, I don't like putting the, the wins and losses on it, yeah. man, because it's it's tough. Because here's the thing. You don't know what any of these other teams are going to look like, right? Um, you know, you I know Duke's know, not going to look really good. That's Well, that, that one we're pretty sure of. I don't, I don't think Virginia is going to have anything to hang with us. You know, Georgia Tech, I don't think they're going to have anything to hang with us. Pitt's probably going to regress pretty good. Uh, but, you know, you never know, like, whatever, Virginia, what Virginia Tech, I mean, that's at their house. If that's a Saturday night game and both teams are undefeated walking into it, you know, Brent Pry could really have those guys uh, going up there, right? Uh, North Carolina, you know, they got a lot of high-end recruits here. Um, you know, I still don't but think it's that, home. 
Yeah, but it's home. I mean, like, like I said, I, I still don't, I, I still don't see them beating us. But look, every single game on this schedule is absolutely winnable. That's that's the one thing with it, right? Like, there's no reason that we should walk into any of these. And and well, I mean, well, when we go to Texas A and M, we're not going to be favored, right? Like we know that. But uh, that's probably the only one that you're. What, not, what makes well, them at Clemson's probably this. not favored too, but what makes them? What's going to make them a better team than Miami? I think they play really well at home, man. That home field advantage is something. And I, you know. you're bringing it. You're bringing a quarterback from LSU and Max Johnson, which I think is straight doo doo. Like yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying that he's. I like the other Calzada, kid. Calzada, Calzada. That's, gone to, that's gone to Auburn is is, is significantly better. Than, so uh, than Max you do Johnson. have a bunch of freshmen that I think are studs. If Harold Perkins stays, yeah. you know you're gonna have Shamar. You know, um, but one of the biggest threats that I see on that team going in is probably a true freshman is Evan Stewart. Like he is legitimately one of the best receivers I've seen coming out of high school. Yeah. Now, Jay, have you watched him play? Yeah, I have. He, I heard something today. He is a something about an Olympic soccer. Like he, he could make the Olympic soccer something like that. I, I might be in the wrong sport, but he is a two sport athlete. Like uh, he had to choose football uh, because another sport was drawn him. It wasn't track and field, um, but he is a legit a legit five-star, you know, sometimes they throw out these five stars and you're like, eh, no, come on. I, 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 no, recruiting I wise, I've watched him. Yeah. And, yeah. And I just look at him matched up against like a DJ Ivy. And, and I just like, we better be shading over the top yeah, with two I, other yeah. guys. <laughs> I'll say this though. The, the thing that scares about me with Texas A&M, or it scares me. I hate that word. The, the, the thing that I'd be concerned about going to Texas A&M is early in the Mario, it will be our first real test, right? Third road game. game. First, first road game. Road game. If it's a night game, Oh, MG. Now, our our it will be prim- yeah our primary players right uh, game day TBD running back they played in, in in some tough environments now I'm not worried about them um, our O line most of our lines all coming back I'm not worried about them D line second year what I'm gonna be concerned about is depth when they when we do we have the rolling depth on defense specifically for to match up it's like the Alabama. When everybody over there is five star and you're rolling another five star and you're rolling another five star, at some time that boxing match it's over. Um, and and so on the road, it's very much like the Alabama game to me. You know, how do we come out? Can we sustain it? Can we do it? We didn't against Alabama. We finally woke up and said, let's just play ball, right? Um, took out a right tackle and actually had a right tackle in and and saved Dear King from being one game and done. So that be the game there that I'm. There's only three games and done. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, same right tackle. Same right tackle. Uh, we went back to the guy we should know. But um, yeah, in, in all honesty, that that Texas A&M game is, you know, if you if it had been, been, I have not been. I know a lot of people obviously being here in San Antonio, a couple hours away from College Station. College Station is it makes Blacksburg look quiet. Um, Bucket list, it, baby. Let's ride. Yeah, yep. it's so a night game is going to be epic uh, if it's a night game. But yeah, yeah. And, and look, here's the thing: I don't see any other game. I'm looking at the schedule for for that. I week. don't. There's no. There's nothing else that would be appealing to a game day, a game day to to go no, to. No. Man, um, Clemson. Clemson. Uh, no, no, so he's talking all, about he's talking about the third yeah. week of the season. Oh, no other, oh, no oh, other oh. game. Yeah, there's no other game that's appealing. So I mean, you know, that's that that means you got you know the Herb Street on the call, right? You you got the college game day in the morning because look, 
you know, it's polarizing, right? So that's the one thing they're going to go to, right? Texas Mario A&M with this Jimbo. crazy, yeah, with this crazy recruiting class. Texas A&M just brought in, you know, they beat Alabama last year. Um, but, you know, the game's at Kyle Field, which that's always going to draw a crazy crowd. You know, and then you got us, right? Who's you know got all this momentum? You know, you got the factor of all the money that's being poured in. Mario coming home. It's the perfect. It's the perfect setup wow. for game day. So there's, I, I can't see any way that they don't have us there for that, and we're at a prime time game. Yeah, I, I wish that was at home. Uh, that did some really good recruiting for us when the Notre Dame. It is next year. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, it's a home and home. So we yeah. got them in in twenty three on. Ooh. I'm pulling it right now because I, I don't uh, see yeah. I don't see Stamar or Shamar starting. Some, I mean, no. I looked at that defensive line. I don't even see him getting PT, to be totally honest with you. Not in game three. Uh, if he does, well, it's it's a massive, huge uh, deal. But you're talking uh, about someone who's not going to be signing and going into, into the fall no. anyway. And so, Harold yeah. Perkins, by the way, when you mentioned Harold Perkins, JSU. Harold Perkins actually with LSU, yeah. So, no, he was LSU. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. JSU didn't get anybody. Everybody's scared of the Dion ghosts now. Uh, he didn't get anybody. Um, but, but you know but, why yeah. he went? To, you know why he ended up going to LSU? Mama. Well, not only that, but Blake Baker's not the coach anymore. Like, okay, I got, I got, I got a good linebacker coach. I don't know who it is, but it's got to be better than Blake Baker. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, I'm just calling one. a spade a spade, bro. Yeah, like, uh, I, I, yeah but was Baker's – was Bakes was, – nah, I can't even speak. Was Blake Baker's tenure more a problem because he ran Manny's defense or because he ran his own defense? You really think well, the way that knowing all that we know about Manny Diaz, mm-hmm. that Blake Baker got a fair shake to run his D? But know, when but, you went to LSU, but if you went to LSU, you should have been able to run it because look what Banda did going to Utah State. Banda said, "Look, yeah. I'm running this." But all Blake was was a position coach there, and those linebackers didn't have a terrible year there last year. He couldn't well, make they, it through right? one contract. I mean, He's yeah. gone. I know the staff changed. Well, it, was over. A, it was a complete staff turnover. And, man, and the difference you know? is this: I would I would agree with you, Bird, except. Um, Blake is a protege of Manny. It ain't like Blake came from somewhere with a different style of defense. He's yeah. running the defense that Manny taught him. So it's the pupil and the teacher, you know. So if that defense sucked under Blake, that's both their faults. Yeah. Blake didn't get a pass. It ain't like he was going to run a 3-4. A yeah. uh, and Manny said, no, you're running my defense, which I agree with your anal- your thing before. Um, I, I do got a question on the schedule since I see the big banner up there. What do you guys think? I'm looking at all of them, and and I don't. I'm not worried about any of them. You know, Texas A&M, Clemson. Let's circle the two. Revenge game against Florida State. Revenge game against North Carolina. The one that gets me. We're not playing North Carolina State, which Correct. I think is yeah. going to be a good team in ACC. But Virginia, uh, I think they're bringing back their quarterback. Right, uh, Virginia yeah. Tech's in a shambles. Yeah. So yeah. Armstrong is a is a is a. We're not playing Louisville. Who's bringing? We're really not coming against any returning star quarterbacks dj is and and armstrong are the two returning right am i missing yep. something here? correct well and, and, and jordan travis and who oh my okay i'm just yeah, listen i'm just yeah he's returning yeah. i'm just he, no, no, he's okay, returning and he yeah, plays quarterback <laughs> so if you go down, calm that, down guys calm down texas a&m new quarterback right new in the system north carolina new in the system virginia tech new in the mm-hmm. system okay uh duke doesn't matter Virginia, that bing, 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 Florida State, bing, bing, bing. Sims does return, but again, he's got another new offensive coordinator and he can't. And no running back. And no running back. And all, and the defensive stars left. That entire team lost their studs. Uh, So Clemson, DJ, by that time, it's either DJ or Chad. 
I think it's I think it's Klubnik, Cade Klubnik by that yeah. point. Oh, Cade, I said Chad. Yep, Cade, yep. Cade Klubnik yeah. by that point, yeah. man. Yeah, I but see I that Klubnik kid. So, now, now, Jason, you went to the to the Adidas All American Bowl, not the Army All American Bowl anymore. Actually, yeah, they don't even they don't even call it Adidas anymore. It's just uh, NBC well, All American. Well, I think yeah. Adidas now sponsors oh. it, not the Army. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I, for sure. I'm, I'm for sure. So now you watch Cave throw the ball. Who was the other big, big quarterback that was? Uh, who's the number yeah. one quarterback prospect? Cave. I, I actually seen him in high school play up here at West uh, Lake, up West in Lake? Austin. Um, in high school, he he's just that team up there puts up 65 points and they go to the state in Texas. Uh, that's Drew Brees' high school, Jason Tucker's high school. You know that high school. And funny enough, when I saw him play. Uh, you have to scheme against them. So that that kid's been in that system. I think he was a three-year starter in that system. He's been groomed. He's going to be a kid that can just come and play Division One college football day one. Um, he, he's not going to need a lead-up time. He's not going to need a year to sit. He's been playing. Yeah. So he's the real. They're going to they're going to do the same thing. They're going to let him. They're going to let DJ play the first couple games, a la you know Chad Bryant, uh, you know Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell y'all right now on Clemson, like. Everybody needs to stop saying the, the the term that you know they've regressed or they're fallen. That team is no not way. fallen, man. That no team way. is going to that that team is going to be good again. Hell, in a down year, they were ten and three, right? So With a it, good bowl win, and they were hot to end the year, man. So, Bird, I just want to see their I, I, for without them, Venables. I just want to see without Venables and Elliot, right? Elliot, yeah, yeah, Tony Elliot, yeah, yeah. So I just want to see they've been they have been the system that could never break up. You see, Alabama every year gets a new coordinator and the machine goes. Sure. The machine moves at Alabama. Clemson has never had to deal with this type of break ever, not in the entire time. And so I, I want to see what that does. And and will it be that big of a drastic? I don't see it. I don't see them being like, oh, we're going to go into Clemson and we should be favored. I mean, we're going to go into Clemson and be an underdog. And and the I think by then. Could you imagine have, Miami being undefeated going into that game? Oh, my massive. God. Massive. What if both of us are walking into Correct. that game? Yeah. You know, I mean, again, like I'm, I'm not a big – like, I think Miami gets, you know, preseason ranked maybe 22, 20, 21 to 23, somewhere in that vicinity. But work your way up. Again, your first two games don't mean anything. I think your biggest test is, is A&M. Are oh, you prepared? Sure. Whether or not you win or not, are you prepared? You know, and that's – Bird, that's one of your biggest statements over the years is – we just look like we're not prepared. We look like we're just getting embarrassed, right? I think those days are done, man. Yeah, like, if you lose, way. you lose. But, yeah. but And I'm not saying you do, but you lose. But, again, how do you lose? You're not giving up 680 yards rushing. You know what I mean? Like that type of loss okay. is, is, like, unforgivable. But when you're talking about, hey, look, you lose by three points on, on, a, on a field goal, like, you know, a walk-off, kind of like, you know, what happened with against Alabama, A&M beat Alabama that way. I can live with that type of loss, right? I, I'm going to be the guy. I'll be the guy. Be that, that says, guy. <laughs> I'm going to be the guy saying, hey, listen. Okay, and I, I love Mario, and I'm glad Mario's here, and I, I love this era. All right, Mario, with his his transition year, okay, his transition year, he didn't have the quarterback yet, but he had he had some dogs, right, in, in Oregon, and they get, they get mud stomped by Utah twice. Twice. Only two games. Only twice. two games. But that's their North Carolina – I mean, if you watch those games, I mean, we, I think we all did because we wanted to see, hey, is yeah. Mario coming? Like, stop them and them. They got ran over. Like, that was their North Carolina game. They got physically manhandled by Utah. Different, yeah. different program. 
what I'm saying is in Texas A&M, I, if you tell me right now we get beat by three touchdowns at Texas A&M on the road, I'm not shocked at all right now. I, I wouldn't be surprised if an Alabama type game, but here's the difference is this is like, this is the preview to the movie. Correct. And I think, I think this year we're going, you're flushing out kids that should never be on the field where he's got to have you on. And no offense to any, and I'm not pointing out anyone in particular. Scavelli. We'll find out who those people are. Right. Scavelli. They go pick on Mike, man. Well, he he hit the portal. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not here no yeah. more. Good yeah, for him. but you, you know, um, what is the system going to be like? I, you know, I love Gilbert Frierson, right? What kind of system are we running? How does Gilbert fit in? Uh, maybe he fits in perfectly. Maybe he doesn't fit in at all. But you got to get your players to run your systems and yeah, your yeah. styles. Yeah, so. true. Very true. Yeah, and then you so you don't know what to expect, man. You could you could catch lightning in a bottle because you do have all the ingredients that it takes. I mean, you have a okay. elite quarterback, right? Amen. So that's that's the that's the biggest thing that you need to win in, in college football, right? Elite quarterback play. You gotta have depth. I think we've really kind of addressed a lot of the depth issues on all sides of the ball. Um, you know, you gotta be well coached, right? I think we're I think we're making an investment in that. Of course, you still have to put it together. Right. But, you know, those pieces are there. These are pieces we didn't have last year. Right. The year before any of that. And, you know, doesn't mean we're going to get out there and win them all. But if you get a little bit lucky and the ball bounces in your favor a couple of times and you show up to play, well, you work hard. If college football, if college and I'll, I'll hear a cocky fan, cocky hurricane fan for college football, you better not let Miami go to college station and beat Texas Hannah. Uh, that accelerates the recruiting class of 2023 and beyond. Yeah, but then you uh, can't come back and end up losing. No, no, to but, like a middle but, Tennessee but I, state. I don't think that. No, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. You can't go. You can lose a game, and you can lose two games, but you can't. You can lose by a field goal that bounces off, right? Yeah. When you and, go up and, there, and, and, you and Andy beat. Borgales. Yeah, you, know, you against can do Virginia. that. Boing. I'm not saying you're going to run the table. I, what I'm not saying is we would run the table if we go up to College Station and win. Yeah. But yeah. I'm saying college football, they better be shaking in their boots and say, "Man, we this guy, this this maniacal recruiter." Cannot go up there and beat them, and now have some fuel to that fire. Yeah, you not that you can't have out. The best thing about fuel to the fire is when we let our commercial people go over. We'll be right back on the Ken Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel One Four Five. Peace. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungo Bailoa. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker. Every what's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I don't call know. him that, I call him Tunga Vailoa, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. To a nigga Manuela Pola. Tongue of Iloa. See? That sounds much better that way. 
Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your social security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Alright, we're back here in the Kane Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We are kicking it. We just went through a whole NSD in the first hour. We are coming into the second hour, joined by some great people. Obviously, I'm not talking about Dirty Bird. I'm not talking about Jason. I'm talking about my man, my man, my man, 5'3", Zach McLeod. Yo, what's good? What's good? What's going on, baby? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. What's, uh, what's it like, man? So, obviously, I don't want to say that. You're a former Miami Hurricane, but technically, yeah. like in reality, you're a former Miami Hurricane now, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't step on the field in the orange or green no more, so. How, does, how does that feel? Is it, like, surreal, like, that it's, like, like that journey is ended? Fi- like, I don't want to say finally because that sounds wrong, but, like, yeah. that it's finally come to a conclusion? I mean, to be honest, I, I hadn't – not to say that I hadn't put – a whole lot of thought into it. It definitely feels weird. Because, um, you know, it's just been a part of my life for so long now. You know, I, I got to UM when I was 17. I'm 23 now. So, you know, a good chunk of my life has been spent, you know, over there at that facility in that area going and taking them classes. And, um, you know, it's, it's a strange feeling to not be a part of it, to not be on the inside, so to speak. Um, it's an adjustment for sure. Well, definitely once you graduate, once you play that last game per se – like you're really not allowed to have any interaction per se with the current student athletes or you can't work out with the team or nothing like that. Is that correct? I mean, you know, I'm, I know, uh, you know, after talking to coach and, and getting in there, I'm always welcome. I actually started, uh, you know, before I got over to start my uh, pro day and all that during training for, for that stuff. I was actually at UM, you know, in the early stages or whatever. And they, they let me know I'm always welcome to be there. Just um, I know personally my job is to not, intrude or you know impede on what they got going on over there their main thing is to take care of those current players and i'm gonna respect that um but you know what you know i i know i'm welcome back in the building though let me ask you this so you go from from golden to nofrio 
to Coach Rick and, and, and Manny, then mm-hmm. to Manny and Blake, you know what I mean? Like, how's the whole transition been through, like, your your freshman year, like, your senior year going into high school, committing mm-hmm. to Miami, going through all that, seeing the coaching changes? I'm sure it's just it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of mind-boggling. You know, we don't understand it. As a player, I'm sure it's kind of confusing as well. What was your take on that whole situation going from three different coaches? My job, you know, everybody preaches versatility and, and you want to be versatile as a player, I guess. But part of that means being able to, you know, take coaching from different people, understand different styles of coaching. And, um, you know, everybody's going to have their different lingo or whatever and things like that or methods and ways of teaching. You got to be able to communicate back with them and you know, receive communication from whoever um, is really giving you instruction. That's a skill that you got to apply to life <clears throat> in general. So. You know, I just kind of rolled with it as it went. I, I Obviously, I couldn't affect any of it. I couldn't, you know, I wasn't in there making the hires and and whatnot. But, um, you know, I just took it as it came to me, really. Man, that's awesome. Jason, Bird, you guys yeah. can ask any questions you want. Yeah, so I, I got a question real quick, Zach. So, you know, the, the, the before the last year, when you shut it down and redshirted later in your career uh, and, and then and then position and move positions, uh, you obviously reset some new goals, I would imagine, uh, as a second transition of your career into more of the veteran styles you're talking about. What are some of those goals that you you kind of set at the later part of your career, both, you know, as a personally um, and, and then really as an athlete? And then how did that how did that work out for you? Did you do you feel like you got those or there's still some breadcrumbs out there? And so I'm just interested in that. Well, I mean, I remember my first time really stepping out there uh, as the and I, I wanted to. You know, at the least, I wanted to be functional. That first game against Oklahoma State, I, I needed to – I wanted just to have the basics. So, I mean, I didn't really have any um, – didn't really get to get coached up on it too much before I went into that game. So – and and as I, you know, got to go through the spring, honestly, really, that was my second full spring since I had been at UM crazy enough to think about it, um, you know, because of surgeries or whatnot. And wow. Then it, but that was my second full spring, so I wanted to be able to come out of that spring feeling like I had just went through camp and was ready to go through a season. Um, you know, and I had a lot of fundamentals to learn, still a lot to learn. You know, nobody's really going to master a position after one year. And, and the, the you know, all the greats that tell you at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Rod, you know, there's still more for them to learn. Um, so, you know, I didn't even want to be ignorant and think I, I had it all figured out. Uh, but I, I wanted to at least – you know, I wanted to beat my best every day. Um, I felt like, you know, I, I was able to, to best myself multiple times coming out of camp and, um, you know, injuries and stuff like that during the season. I, I didn't complain about it, but I just wanted to be able to get out on the field and affect games. Um, yeah. And, no. and so I feel like I, I did that to the best. And then, and then DN, you were talking about DN and their to a late in the career. Is it, I, I think I remember correctly, you were recruited as a defensive end. Was that true or not? Or I've heard some rumors about that. People have said that over time that, you know, I know you came in and got that linebacker and the, the three mm-hmm. amigos knocked it out of the park at the beginning. But uh, was DN something you were recruited as or did, did so many people want you as that or uh, so, was always linebacker? I come in the uh, UM, they, they like three, four, you know, outside backer. I was supposed to be kind of like a, you know, kind of they want to be be like a Tyreek McCord type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was love trying to come seven. in and get in. The freak. Love Tyreek. Tyreek the freak, man. That's that guy. That's that dude right there. But, yeah, you know, that's that's who I figured out. Uh, that's where they told me I was really coming in to kind of be like in college. So that's one of the reasons I committed in the first place, um, just being able to do that job and in, um, in that system. So, 
But yeah, no, I mean, uh, some schools wanted me, you know, they wanted me as a mic. Some other schools wanted me as an outside backer. I, I'm pretty sure Auburn wanted me as in that same type of role outside. Um, but, you know, so I had that- the opportunity early on. Yeah. So Zach, last year, man, um, you know, playing DN, man, did you have more fun playing DN or more fun playing linebacker? Honestly, um, as long as you're smacking people around, it's always gonna be fun. But I feel like <laughs> my man. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like there's nothing. It's two things about it. There's nothing more tiring and nothing more fun than pass rushing. That that's you know it's but the the fun fuels the. You know, you get tired of doing it, but the fun fuels it. So, you know, you just out there really enjoying it. You don't really think about it until you're on the sideline. You need an oxygen mask yeah. uh, to keep yourself from collapsing. How was it like working with Jess Simpson? I mean, obviously, he's a, he's a great teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like he's a phenomenal human being. Um, just for, uh, from a fan perspective, that's what we see on the outside looking in. But being somebody who can play for him, what is Jess Simpson like and what does he mean to you? I mean, first of all, he's a great model of a man to 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 want to emulate him. And, you know, just kind of the way he carries himself and the the, the decisions he's made for his life. Um, you know, obviously they landed him at at UM um, coaching and you know other great places. And so it's it's good to have somebody um, that you can look that you can look up to as a person because um, that makes everything that they say so much more valuable in your mind, whether you realize it or not. You might think you, you can separate the coaching and the life stuff one hundred percent, but um, and maybe some guys can, but for the for the most part, what I see, if you respect the person as as a whole, it's so much easier to take that coaching from them. And um, you know, he has a lot to teach. He's a great football mind. Um, I, I personally don't think I would have made it as far, um, you know, in my journey to kind of try to learn those fundamentals and stuff without his help. I, you know, if it had been a different coach, who knows what would have happened. Um, but him and Swally uh, over there at UM really got me right. So, so Zach, no bowl game, no El Paso, which I was kind of bummed about because I already had Jason had it booked, I was booked, we were already going to El Paso. Mm-hmm. Not being able to play in that last game in the orange and green, right? Like wearing that orange and green, but you were able to go out to the Rose Bowl. Like, if you're talking about, like, listen, if I'm going to play my final game for college somewhere, there's nothing like the like the granddaddy of them all of being out <laughs> in LA in the Rose Bowl, right? Yeah, and yeah. You're not wearing orange and green, but you wore that helmet. Mm-hmm. Right. So you still represented it. How was that experience being an NFL PA bowl game? And again, obviously, Jordan Miller was out there. Uh, I mean, uh, 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 96 Ford. John yeah. Ford was out there and Jared Williams is out there as well. How was it with you, like you three guys out there? And how was that experience like overall? I mean, honestly, coming into it, I didn't really know what too much uh, to expect. Um, you know, I, I remember that first night getting drilled with interviews like, I'm expecting to be back in my room by nine o'clock so I can get a good sleep before practice. Nope. I'm out there at the bottom, like in that little interview area to like 1145 or something like that. And then, you know, me being on the national team, we had the earlier practice. So I'm getting up at like six every day. So, you know, um, you know, it was, it was, it was cool though. It was a lot of, uh, a lot of lessons learned um, through those, through those interviews, just talking to those people. Then, you know, everybody has a little bit of knowledge to offer, um, you know, in the middle of those questions or whatnot, but, uh, being around a bunch of other guys who are pursuing our goals and uh, really taking things seriously, it's, it's, it's always a helpful environment to be in. I uh, I didn't I didn't anticipate to be playing as much linebacker as I did in the game <laughs> originally, but um, you know that that again when I thought about it versatility before you got to be able to do you know switch back and forth you know whatever a team needs you got to be able to add value to a team and um, 
a lot of times that means maybe playing a little something that you're that you might be uncomfortable with or maybe something you're unfamiliar with. Luckily I had some experience in the past doing it. So um but hey the game went great. The game went great. Yeah, hey Zach, I, I got a quick question. So I did a real quick research. I don't think I'm stalking you like this, but uh two thousand <laughs> two thousand two hundred and forty six days ago you committed to University of Miami. Good news. 2,246 on December 11, 2015, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's a grip ago, right? I think my son was, uh, you know, in diapers. No, I'm just kidding. But but also, <laughs> just the question I would have is the last hour we talked about National Signing Day and all these recruits coming in. And you've seen some signing days through your time, right, at the University of Miami. Mm -hmm. What what do you think, uh, if you look back and young Zach McLeod talking about, I mean, I know you – Nobody's going to go back and say they regret or they, they're happy they came and whatever. But you going back and looking at it now, what are some of the things that maybe you valued as a recruit? And, and if you were giving advice to a young guy, what, what would you what should you have valued as a recruit? I mean, you got to you got to be able. I, I valued everybody who was able just to kind of keep things simple and real. I didn't like being recruited in general for the fact that I knew everybody was just like showing you all the flash and stuff and it wasn't going to be the, the real experience that you were going to get at the school, you know. Um, it might drive you around in a golf cart, but it's not like, you know, you walk into your room every day with a cookie cake and, you know, all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, nice yeah, stuff yeah, 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 that's true. Wait, so you, you telling me you're not, you're not getting a lobster, you know, not at Prime 112 every, after the game every Hey, man, not from them. It's coming out of my pocket. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, all right, all right. So, no, but, you know, I, I didn't really too much – enjoy that process and um you know just because the things that i mentioned it was just a lot of flash and stuff and so um i, I appreciated uh everybody who was able to keep things real and kind of just show me like you know this is what you can expect you know you're gonna be living here you're gonna be working at this hours you know we're gonna be hard on you about this or you know whatever i just i, I wanted i didn't want to hear everything to be all sweet and sugar-coated and um you know miami did a very good job keeping things real for me like that also, I was just comfortable in this environment. It's just a place I felt like I was going to be able to spend all four years and, you know. Um, not you say, really, is you it say four years? Four, <laughs> listen, or 14 huh? years. No, when I say four, you got to you gotta multiply by two. You know, yeah, you know? yeah. Him and Scott Patchen, man. I wanted to do the math to see if him or Patchen was here longer. I think yeah. Zach's got him beat, though. Yeah, I think no, he listen, I got the bigger beard, but he's been in school longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, we had him. Yeah, we had him on the show uh, a couple months ago, and oh, we literally gosh. called him the Van Wilder of you know college football. Oh, so. my God. He I'm loves him that when I see him tomorrow. He loves Are that. you guys working out together? Oh, uh, yeah, he's up on reels as well. Oh, that's awesome, nice. man. So what, what's your what's your what's your goals? Obviously, I'm sure now you have an agent, right? So you got an agent with you now, and you know you're you're looking forward to pro day. Did Miami set a pro day yet, as far as a date? Uh, I believe it's March 30th. March 30th is that open to the public or open to family members? Uh, they didn't tell me all that, but I hope so. I mean, o open to family members. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, you yeah. Know you're gonna, you know you got a key to the building, Co. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about all that. You got, he got Zach's access card, man, to get into to get in the facility, man. See, oh, look at that. Oh, 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 oh. I, I got yeah. that right there, though. Get that five. Three. Okay, I see you with it. Oh, yeah. you already know. Hey, I yes, sir. Have... yes, sir. He, he probably don't even have his own jersey, man. You got yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, wait, hey, <laughs> hey, you know what? That's a little too early because I heard today they announced that, um, and maybe that'll be a next question, but today they announced that you know, soon they're going to have uh, jersey sales and players are going to be able to make yeah. profit That's off right. of jerseys with the names on the back. Mm -hmm. You know, with NIL coming on, what do you what would you think of um, 
maybe some pitfalls you can see as you're going, oh, this is going to be a problem or or something you think, no, this is all good. I think we're doing it. It's 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 all good. I think at the outset, I mean, this is really, you know, this is like this this group is kind of looking to set the precedent for things, how things are going to go in the future with, with the NIL. And, you know, things are drastically different this year than they were last year already. And so it's hard to really predict the changes and see how everybody's going to handle it. But, you know, word of advice to the young guys is keep the main thing the main thing. You know, everybody's going to come at you with these deals and, you know, they're going to want you to do this form and that form. But, you know, if you fail in a test because you're trying to go film a commercial, well, then you're not going to be eligible to play anyway. Then the, the money train stops. Um, so, you know, if anything, even more now than ever before, you need to prioritize the things that you should have been prioritizing in the first place. Um, be a professional. It's going to force you to be able to have a professional mindset a lot earlier on. And um, you'll see, you'll probably be able to see changes and things like that and how people behave just because, you know, this guy got this much money and maybe I'm jealous. It'll work the same way as contracts do in the league. Um, and so, you know, I just word of advice to the young guys, um, if any of them ever hear any of this, focus on what you're supposed to focus on and everything will take care of itself. So speaking of those young guys, Zach, um, you know, give me give me one or two names or, or whoever you're thinking of here when, you know, maybe guys that haven't seen the field yet that we don't know that that you're like, man, this guy's going to be a dog once he hits the field. Man, anybody we should have our eye on? Anybody else have your eyes on? Man, I can't tell it because I'm not I'm not a talent scout. I, I can't even predict these things. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be a dog, you know, because, I, you know, you get caught off guard by some people and, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I can't give away the secrets. I don't want to hide somebody. Else. <laughs> all right. All you right. Know, again, obviously, you know, and we got to go to break here in about 25 seconds, but you saw towards the end of the last season, guys really started to shine. You saw oh, like yeah. Chase Smith, like, you know, man, I think that kid's going to turn out to be a phenomenal linebacker. If he yeah. puts, puts too much size on, maybe he puts his hand in the ground, things like that. But, you know, James Williams, Cam Kitchens, Avante Williams, like those guys there I think are going to turn out to be, you know, tremendous players. But let's do yeah. this. Let's go to break real quick. When we come back, we'll finish chopping it up with Zach McLeod. You're listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Give us a couple seconds. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> 
Well, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Welcome back. We're chopping it up with number five, three, my man, Zach McLeod. And, and, you know, you talk about Zach that, you know, 17 years old when you came to the University of Miami. And uh, I, again, and we've already had this conversation before. Like, you know, I got a great picture with you, you know, Shaq and Pinckney, you know, over there at, at Oxbridge up there at the spring game, man. Mm-hmm. You guys are just a bunch of youngins. And, you know, now you, you see each other, you know, you've grown, you know, Shaq's doing his thing up in, you know, Jacksonville. Mike's doing his thing up in in Canada. <laughs> He's got Mike's got twin baby girls. Like, oh my bro, god, it, yeah. it's crazy to think about all this, right? Like, it's you. You guys are men now. It's like boys to men, right? Here it right. is. You started as boys. Now you're men. And tell me about some of the relationships and and 
you know, again, Pat Bethel. These are all guys that these, these are your guys, right? Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit about those uh, those relationships that you built at your time at Miami. Well, first of all, on on the uh, twin daughter thing, we all placed bets back in the dorms. We used to live <laughs> We all placed bets on who we thought would have kids first. Who who, who won? Say, oh, we all everybody but Mike won. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike wanted to act like he was never going to have kids. He ended up being first. We was all right. Um, and it looked, it looked like we were right about number two. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to be right down to the last one. But, you know, we'll, we'll, time will tell. But anyway, just on the relationships, um, yeah, man, those, those are people, you know, them guys, I'm going to know them. They'll be my brothers for the rest of my life. You know, they can call on me for anything. I know they can, I can call on them for anything as well. Um, and those relationships, honestly, might be some of the strongest um, that I've built, you know, my whole life. You know, I can, I got a few guys from high school I can still hit up for whatever, but, you know, the, the ones that I built in college are, are really, like they say, those are the strongest ones I have. Bird, don't you have something in common with Zach? Yeah, right, man. Them Santa Lucia's Chiefs, baby. What's up? Yes, sir. <laughs> right, yes, man. sir. What beats in the house, man? We got to get, uh, we got to get a, a big vest on this, on this chat, too. Bro, yeah. so. <laughs> So, Zach, I don't know if you know this or not, but, like, Zach, I mean, like, Vince is, like, my boy. Oh, like, yeah? Like, like, a couple weeks ago, he had called me when the Dolphins were playing the Pats, and he's like, hey, Cole, what's up, man? You want to go to the game with me tomorrow? I'm like, okay, cool. So, literally, like, I, I meet Vince at his house. You know, we, we drive down there. We just – and just the amount of people that want to talk to this guy yeah. is unbelievable, right? Yeah. And – but he, he's a humble guy, but he's also one of those guys that says, look, I'm here to watch a game. I'm not here to take photos. Don't send your kid in front of me to sign stuff. Like, you know, he's a realist too. Like he just wants to be there. He's with his son. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the most humblest human beings you will ever meet in your life, man. Love that guy. Absolutely. Have you hey, ever had a chance to, have you, have you met him? Yeah, he came, uh, he was at our hotel before one of the games. I can't remember exactly. Oh, Florida game. The Florida game. He was the captain. Florida had to be the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they brought him out and, um, you know, we all got to have some words with him. And just, that's, a, that's a big man. Right. Behemoth. He's behemoth. Yeah, he's, but he's slimmed down a lot right now. He might be 270. Like, that, he's – My man slim. I'll have to, I'll have to show you. sub three? Hey, hey, yeah. how much he pay you to say 270, though? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> his leg is 270. Like, that's Bro, that I'm dude. telling you. Hey, his barbecuing? I don't see it. But that dude's a barbecue, you. too. Hey, so, I, Zach, while he looks it up, I, I got a question. So, uh, you talked about handling your biz, right? You were always talking about handling your biz and being a professional. And, and – so if, if um, you know, whenever this playing days are over um, and, you know, the NFL is over, what, what kind of business or what kind of ventures are you looking to, to tackle life after football whenever that is? Uh, what are some of the interest areas you're looking at? Um, you know, I can think of a million answers for this, but I, I know one thing that's, that's always remained constant in my life and that I feel like I have to do mentorship. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I have to have to in a way that's like it's a drag, like I wouldn't enjoy it. But I, I feel like that – that's something that that's probably going to fulfill me. That's one thing that fulfills me about the game of football, being able to be a mentor to, to other people um, and to help lead other young men. So, you know, I, I know I'll do that, whether it's in the form of a nonprofit or, you know, what have you. But um, I can't say exactly how to come about. I just I, I'm just 100 percent sure that it will. What about yeah. coaching? You got any interest in, in coaching or, you know, working yeah, in recruiting I mean, or any of that? That's part of it. I don't, I don't know about working in recruiting, given my attitude towards it in the first place. <laughs> hey, you, you ain't go, <laughs> Hey, you ain't giving them no cookies. Uh, yeah, 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 no cookies. 
You ain't getting no cookies. Listen, tell ask uh, Quincy Roche what we did when I hosted him on, on, on my on his visit. Oh, he came over. Yeah. He came what, over. What did you do? What did you do? We sat on the couch. I turned on the projector and we just talked about football. There you go. He's a good dude. That's all you're gonna get. He just hit me up the other day. He um, because I've been trying to get him to come on the show, but he just had mm. surgery. So oh, he's like, you know, that. give me some time to recover, and then you know, blah blah blah. But you know, again. You know, you build these relationships with guys. And, you know, again, if you do right by people, I feel like, you know, it comes back to you full fold. Right. So be a positive influence person. You know, don't don't treat people like they're crap, whether or not, again, especially like a student athlete. Whether mm-hmm. you guys listen, you can only control what you can control at your position. Right. You can't control the other 10 guys that, that are on the field. But again, if we lose, we lose. But as a fan, we need to remember that's all we are as a fan. We're not playing. So you know what? Why don't we keep things positive, support, uplift, encourage? And then again, here it is 20, 30 years later, you know, when I see somebody, I still have that same vibe as when, you know, they were in school, you know? And I think that's important. But, like, we have such terrible fans. And, Jason, we already talked about this. Like, our fans are horrible, Zach. And, and you know that. Like, our, <laughs> our, our fans can be brutal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I know everybody, um, especially when I went to that PA game, a lot of the guys had horror stories and things like that. Everybody was arguing who had the best, who had the worst. Um, but I, I say this at the same time as a player, you know, in, a, in an ideal, perfect world, all the fans would be like you, you guys. But, um, you know, in the at the end of the day, you got to be able just to drown all it out. You know, Zach, and talking to fans, you know, um, and, and I'll transition to a question, but, you know, if fans want to be yelling, screaming, Zach stinks, Jason's the best, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> That's fine, but pack the rock and do it in the stadium. Don't sit at home. Don't be on Twitter or IG. Keyboard warrior, man. Pay your money. Pay your money, and you want to say something then? Hey, I'm good. Get in the stands. Hey, I pay a lot. Yeah, you do. (laughs) So I don't know, Zach. I'm going to let you know I live in San Antonio. Uh, I'm in the military, and so I travel to the games, right? Oh, okay. My little, this is my boy's stuff in the back. So we we create memories, mentorship. You can't get Trevor on to say what's up. He he's been running around underneath. You haven't seen him. I have. have. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, get him to come on and say hi. Yeah, he'll do it in a second. But so I want what I the question I have is, you know, a lot of talk has been lately about the stadium and the Orange Bowl, or you know, and you you've been in stadiums all across college football and, and and seen other ones. If you, if you were talking to the fans, not in a negative way, not, you know, you should do this, you should do this. What would you say as a player that the, the fan interaction inside the Hard Rock means to a player? I mean, honestly, you know, when you have good interaction with just, just in the same way that when I, when I said, you know, if you really love and respect your coach, like you'll listen to him a lot more. You know, if you have a good relationship where you feel positively about the fans and whatnot, like, the, the words that get through to you a lot better. So really, if if, if you want somebody to hear your <laughs> hear your message and pay attention to it, at least as for, for, as far as players go, um, you gotta you know you might be mad about something, but you gotta angle it in a way that they'll actually want to listen to it. Your point to get across that way. Uh, but as a, as a player, you know it means a lot to be able to come into a stadium and play in front of people that you know want to see you do well. Um, and you know that's part of the reason that a lot of guys play the game. Mm-hmm. Do you do you do you block people out like like can you hear people but then do you block people out and just like just like kind of like block out the mechanism you don't want to hear nothing like you're in the zone or does like voices get into your head and you just hear them no matter what whatever is advantageous for the situation honestly so yeah. 
you know, if, if, if it's going to, if I'm feeding off the crowd energy, whether it's positive or negative, because, you know, you get those away games in the crowd, like it's cool to be the villain. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, And so, you know, you can feed off of that. You can look at the crowd and they'll be flip you off and all this and that. And like that, that just, that's part of the fun of the game. That's just trash talk. It's just, it goes mm-hmm. past the players on the field. Um, And then in other situations, you know, when you really got to lock in, it kind of happens automatically. If You know, you're not paying attention to like some chant when it's like, you know, fourth and goal, you know, you're, you're always owned in. You can't, you could probably hear a rat piss on cotton. Um, <laughs> like First time I heard that analogy, I'm about to write that one down. You're in line. I like that one. Jason's hey. already writing it down. Yeah, that, that was some Jess, that's some Jess Simpson shit right there. I, 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 I pulled that one out. What can I say? I'm influenced by my guys, but yeah, yeah no, that's, you know, you, your, your focus is so high, but only on the game and, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of cool to, to think about it and notice it, but it really just depends on the situation. So so all the years that you played in all these ACC stadiums, I know which one's the number one hostile, right, in, in Florida State, right? Yeah. What was what, what was the second one or, you know, maybe another one that was just like a, you know, Notre just Dame. a crazy atmosphere? I, you know what? I'll say um, as far as away games go, uh, Virginia Tech, that can get crazy. They, they, they get loud over there. Yep. Um, I'm talking about like it hurts your ears type loud. Like it was, mm. it was, it was fun. Apart from the fact that um, that year we lost. I'm specifically referring to my freshman yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm out there with a fever. I felt like Jordan and flu game, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But um, yeah, no. That's that's one stadium that'll definitely get rocking. I feel like uh, UNC can get loud too. And matter of fact, going back to Virginia Tech, the thing about it is their fans—they're right behind you. Yeah, they can probably reach out and touch the back of your neck. Like, that's what's know. great about college football, though. I mean, a lot yeah, of yeah. stadiums Love are it. like that. You know, right. I remember going up to Notre Dame and just the nostalgia of being of playing in South Bend. Like to mm-hmm. me, that was kind of neat. You know, obviously going out to L, you know, to Dallas and playing LSU, like in in in, in you know the AT and T Stadium. Like those are the cool things about playing college ball. You get to experience those stadiums, mm-hmm. and that's why I preface earlier, like. Of all the stadiums, like like you played in the Rose Bowl, like that's yeah. what like there's just that means something. Like that is the granddaddy of them all, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a big old bowl out there in the mountain, just sitting yeah. there. Like <laughs> no fans, but I mean at the end of the day, like <laughs> <laughs> no, the history is there. Yeah. So speaking of like the fans in the bowl and 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 all the other places at Loud in 2017, you know, talking about Notre Dame. And the Hard Rock. I think there might be. I'm trying to look behind the uh, bird over there. That might be the game. But um, so as a as a you know, we're talking about bringing back the players, right? Or bringing back the fans at a max capacity, regardless of the game. Whether you're playing Middle Tennessee State or Florida State at home this year, as a player inside the Hard Rock, and I know you didn't play in front in the Orange Bowl. Or did you ever go to the Orange Bowl? Had you ever been in the Orange Bowl? Oh. Yeah, so all of us, I bird you, right? Yeah, you've been in it, huh. right? Yeah, okay, both of them. So all of us has been there as fans in the Orange Bowl. But as a player in that game or games like that in the Hard Rock where the fans are just another level, what does it do to you or your teammates as players? Is there another level you get to? Does it change the game? What, what would you – I'm always interested in that. Um, I mean, if anything, you know, if you really love the game, it'll probably charge you up. Well, I mean, I guess it's different personalities and stuff, but if from if from everybody that I notice, like it really charges you up. Maybe it puts some people on their heels. I don't know. I haven't spoken to those guys. I don't. I don't know. 
never heard that from anybody, um, at least not at this level. You know, you, people people only get nervous about crowds when it's the thought of like really loud crowds. But when you're actually in the environment and you know that a really good play, you know, get the crowd roaring and probably have to, you know, you might have to cover the ear holes on your helmet for a second. You know, that, that'll get you going. Um, and so it's, it's really exciting to always play in front of a crowd like that has that type of energy. We got to do our part as players and, and you know, you got to make those big plays. You got to, you know, you got to be out there thrashing your opponent and that'll, you can take advantage of that type of situation. But, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's going to charge you up, man. Yeah. So, so Zach, obviously, hopefully our time doesn't come to, like, this is the last time we'll ever see you. Obviously, you know, no. listen, we, we want you to succeed. We want you to go to the league because, you know, we want free tickets, you know, those type of things are, like we're <laughs> expecting. <you know>? so, <laughs> no, but, but in all honesty, it has been such a, such a blessing, obviously for me and my family, to be able to, you know, meet you, cheer you on, root you you know, interact with your family, with your mom, your dad, your sister, like the, the last six years have just been great for my family, like being able to interact with your family, but it's not just my family as well. Like your family and you, you transcend that upon all the fan base, like the way that you carry yourself, the way that you just like meet and greet, like there's no, there's no ill bones in your body, if that makes any sense. And from a fan's perspective, like all I can do is say thank you for the time that you know, we were able to have, you know, meeting you and spending time with you. Hey, man, it goes both ways. Absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate you. Um, it's been a blessing for me and my family. You know what I'm saying? We, we definitely didn't anticipate uh, coming into it, you know, all the people that we would meet and, and you know, the bonds that we would that we would make with, with everybody. But, you know, it's been a blessing and, and uh, definitely something that we're thankful to have gone through. So Zach, something that's uh, that's and by the way, I mean, I, I think the world of your family too, man. Your mom and dad are just amazing people, man. And you know, I actually got to got to got to spend some time with them too because uh, you know your mom told us that as long as you've played football, you are always the last person out of the locker room, man. And, with the, and with, the super, with the super high high water pants on too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, oh, that brain. Blame you can blame the bidders, you can blame the equipment people, but you can't blame me. <laughs> Zach came out, Zach came out one day. I swear his pants had to be three inches high above his ankles. I'm like, bro, what are you wearing? <laughs> what are those? Oh, oh man. So, Bert, I know we only got about a minute left, you know, and we don't want to keep Zach any much longer. So you guys want to just, you know, follow up, you know, do whatever you guys want to do. Yeah, just, you know, I mean, just to echo what Co said, man. I mean, you know, having having you around for all these years, man, you know, especially you being a Santa Lucia's guy, man, just to appreciate your effort, man. I mean, the, the real ones know, man, you uh, you played through pain that uh, that nobody ever knew about, man. And, uh, you know, the ones of us who know about it, man, just we appreciate your time, your effort, and uh, – you know, we're going to be rooting for you every every step of the way, you know, both on the field and off the field as you uh, as you go forth in life. Yes, sir. I appreciate y'all as well. And, you know, hopefully we'll have, we're going to have some things to talk about, you know, in the future. Uh, well, I, I, need that, I need that invitation, bro. Need that invite. I need that invite. Need a pro day. <laughs> he hey, going to have bro, a stopwatch on you. Wedding. <laughs> you name by it. the way. <laughs> By the way, Scott Patchen committed to the University of Miami in 2014. <laughs> Whoa! But he had those so, two years at Colorado State. So the whole time, was, Zach's been a king. Yeah, if I'm doing my math right, he's about eight months earlier on the commitment in oh. the same class. Uh, so Scott is an old one. I don't know a real yeah. one. No, I'm just kidding, Scott. But no, it's all good. Uh, Zach, <laughs> I appreciate it. Thanks for the time for, for me and my family uh, that you gave to the program. You're a legacy builder. Uh, you're a bricklayer. Uh, and so when they look back at the people that carried it through and, and, and laid foundations, 
when they talk about James Williams, when they talk about Elijah Roberts or whatever, uh, they better connect the name Zach McLeod uh, because that's part of the person that laid the foundation, and they'll know that. So thank yes, you very sir. much. Appreciate y'all, man. Hey, Zach, man, enjoy the rest of your night. I know you got training in the morning and stuff like that, but uh, listen, enjoy yourself, man, and I'll text you later on, and we'll, we'll catch up. All right. Yes, sir. Talk to you all Thank soon, you, sir. Man. All, all right, right, man. Listen right, to the Gang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. 
in the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. So what are you telling? You're telling, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, on behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. talking about like a phenomenal individual oh yeah five, five three just represents what a phenomenal individual should be about mm-hmm. on and off the field right yeah i love you know look last year man you know going into last year man there wasn't there wasn't a player who was getting cooked harder than he was man by the by the fan base right and uh you know look this guy went in uh put his head down blocked out all the noise learned a new position uh, and played really well at that at that position, man. I mean, he had some he had some great plays, and some great moments. His stats would have been a little higher had we not got a couple penalties, man. I think he had, I can remember at least two, maybe three sacks that he had that were called back because of uh, because of penalties that had nothing to do with him, man. So, um, yeah, man, it, it was it's been a joy to watch that guy, man. I mean, like I said, I know the fan base has cooked him up a little bit, but uh, I appreciate him and his and his family, man. Mister. Mrs. McLeod, man, awesome people. Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny, like, so Jason, you probably don't know, but like me and Bird, like we normally text throughout the show sometimes, like, which, and he's like, we need a cut, we need a cut. And I'm thinking, well, now instead of going 16 and a half, we'll just go 16 minutes. Okay. Like make the kids do their job over no, no, Slam I, Radio. Usually, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying when, though. Yeah. When we have I didn't want to be rude. I don't want to be rude and cut yeah. him. You know what I mean? Like, let's. No, no, no. I would say we need to cut because I was going to say the last segment, this last segment, I was going to say we should kick it off air. Like we usually do with uh, with Zach for a few minutes. I know he's got to go for uh, the morning. Yeah, he, he got really is, man. We get we get those overtime conversations with the guys, man. Which you know those get intense sometimes, don't they? They drop some knowledge. They they literally. Yeah. Are you doing research over there, Jason? I, I am. He um, always is. No, yeah, I, I'm a stats guy, man, by nature, yeah. and so I wanted to just kind of look at 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 the uh um, the oh that was week thirteen. You, you All right, so I'll, I'll give you a stat. 23 hours and 14 minutes. And this is my first soda. Oh, <laughs> proud of you, bro. I'm really proud bro, of you. Bro, I, I, I had such a headache. Because... I needed one. I needed one. So, yeah. Chief, last week yeah. when we were on, man, I called him out. I said, how many sodas do you have yeah. you know, today? And he's like, man, like 11, 10. Are you doing straight I, I Coke? Know. Are you doing straight soda or diet? Yeah, or I don't what? So, I sent a picture. So, I sent this picture to Zach, right? This yeah. is at Duke. He came yeah. up and grabbed Grayson. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. So I, I actually said one of my favorite pictures, right? Yeah. He, he wrote this back. I don't, let me see if you can see it. The C on my chest is always for Coke. <laughs> uh, look, at, look at the tear. That's awesome. Um, That's good stuff. No, it's really good. And, and, you know, some of the things that I learned from talking to him that, you know, Cole, you probably know, Bird, you probably know. But for the average fan, you got to imagine that they don't know. Like, that was his first, I think he said first or second spring ball he came out of this year where he actually was able to play spring. 
Correct. That, that's wow. a that's an amazing stat from a kid that's been there since 2015, 2016 year, you know, committed to that. Yeah. But, you know, that that's crazy. Wow. And then and then the coaching, you know, we all knew going in the Oklahoma State game. I mean, we were I, Bird, were you were there? I mean, you were there, right? Yeah, At yeah. The Oklahoma yeah. State, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I, I was right there with you, bro, but okay. Go I ahead. know. No, no, no. That's we actually sat together, but it's okay. Bubba, that's actually, that's bubba, actually bubba, where I met you. Bubba, bubba, that's, I think bubba, that's exactly bubba. where I met you. True. That is. Um, that is. Trevin. Yeah. Trevin. So bubba, 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 bubba. Hey, Bubba Hook, Bubba, bubba Hook bubba. Trevin up, man. I give, I give, I give well, Bubba props, you, man. Not, made, not, that that means, not that that jersey means um, anything, but I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. And then uh, he's actually watching the game behind you. So am I. Trying to see Bubba on the sideline. So, because he's not playing right now. The West but, is getting destroyed. I but mean, to see that, to see, to see five three, you know, and talk about not really getting any coaching lead up to the bowl game, right? And all he does is, um, look at that. Uh, I, I you're, you're about busting out of that thing, man. You Diesel. <laughs> look at you. Uh, all the tattoos just hide. I need more tattoos. Just hide all my. He, my he got the flex. He got the flex Friday going on, bro. That's it. That's right. Flex yeah. Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you see some traps. Oh my God, look at those things, man. Oh my God, you just roll up the uniform. I did. Look at my. Look, I damn, pulled man. these up like I'm just diesel, bro. Uh, but but you know, not to get any coaching. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. play defensive end and hadn't played it, and then just comes out there and people killed him because you know the swing out of the backfield of the. You know, or, or, you know, RPO, defensive ends with RPO. I don't care yeah. if you've been playing it for a long time. It's you got to know where they go to – it's eye, eye discipline and go to the running back, go to the quarterback, or they just – you know, and Oklahoma State, look what they did this year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they went all the way they, – I, I don't know. I remember they – they no, they lost it in the last second, right, to Baylor. Yeah, at like the goal seven. line. At the, at the, the goal line. Yeah, at the – you know, right there, right? But my man and, uh, listen, so, Jay, my man should have planted – Lowered his shoulder and I tried know. to drive the guy through the through the goal, but he I just know. tried to outrun him to the corner. Yeah. yeah. So, but what a great interview. He's such a good guy. Yeah. You well, know, here's and, the thing too about him that, that I was gonna say. Like, you know, his mom said, you know, to to both Cole and I, we we're standing there talking with her. You know, look, he he plays through pain. Like he has pain yeah. tolerance, like no one's ever seen. And I think that that kind of hurt him at ways because he was playing in so much pain. Oh, yeah. Not last year, the year before that. You know. He was effing up on tape, man. <laughs> you I know? think he had, I think he had like a torn meniscus or something in his knee. Something and crazy. He, and he's just like, he goes, I didn't want to come out. I wanted to play. And and what people don't understand, look at and Bubba. You know, Bubba is playing with a a separated shoulder, right? A tore shoulder labrum that has to have surgery. And look at what it does now. He's not in an All Star game that you know can affect the yeah. draft stock. Um, to stay so, in the game. So so. If he's healthy, where is he getting drafted? Okay, well, if you healthy now or no, no, with that last season, last season, you know, going into last season, you know, okay, going into last season, the season he could have had, he put in amazing effort. You know, I'm a Bubba guy, but I, I, I just you. put it on a reel. Bubba was a top. You know, the year coming out, they said what graded at a four, three, four, five, right? That was who he was graded at. He came back, go no, I'm a, I'm a first, second rounder, right? Never with a good season. I, I disagree. Um, I don't think so. He, he has the he has the speed, the metrics, and everything. Now, what he put on film, the number one thing he put on film was the, the number one thing he put on film that distracts from his draft stock are tackling, right? And that is the biggest thing right now. Do we know if the tackling was scheme? Do we know? Oh, excuse me, not scheme. He wasn't the only one tackling horribly. 
It oh, wasn't like they the came. The whole team was. True. So, no, true. so, so yeah. you take that too. When you start trying to do too much as the leader of a defense, you put yourself out of positions and you don't make the plays that you need to. I'm not giving an excuse. I don't know. Well, the the, the NFL people will know. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's know. got a chance. He's got a chance to come in and, and and turn his career around like a lot of guys have done that came through this program that underachieved exactly. in their time I see him be, maybe be the fifth round pick at this point. Maybe. I, you know, that's that's, and that's all, but that's all you need, right? But that's all you yeah, need. Yeah, that's it. And, and Jason, and I know you're a big Bubba guy, and, and, and yes. I like Bubba. I just feel like from the second half of 2020, when we played NC State, and Bird and I have talked about this, you yeah. go back and you watch the film. On a throwback pass against NC State up there in, in Raleigh, yeah, I know he got he got pancaked, and I yeah, swear I after that game or after that play, he completely changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if, I'll give you this to Bubba in the in the Clemson game where they gave him all the praise, he got three that year three ACC player of yeah, the yeah. you know DB player of the of the week. Yeah. You know, even after that game, he admitted, "Hey, I missed some plays. I missed tackles. I was out of position. He might have got tackles, but he was out of position." So. Yeah. I think what Bubba is, you also have to look at this. Bubba doesn't have a lot of tape, okay? At USC, he didn't play a lot. The year against Florida State that he had the interception and broke his ankle, he was already sitting out five years because of the transfer rule yeah, and the correct. mid-year transfer. So it, he doesn't have a lot of tape. So I think, and, and if I'm looking at a scout going, hey, I take a fifth rounder on him, yeah. Because do you think he, he do you has think the he's potential. Do you think he's a safety or do you think he's more of a corner? Because he's only like 215. I mean, oh, maybe 220. Well, he's not He's not a big guy. Like, like physically, he's not a big guy. No, but but I also think is this, it, it, and that's what scares people, right? That what scares the NFL, and, I, and I'm not an NFL scout, but yeah. if I'm an NFL scout, I'm scared that my last line of defense is not a sure tackler, right? And that is his biggest, it's not, can he be near the ball? It's not the pass defense. He does great on that. It's not the leadership. It's not it, – I don't think it's going to be the attributes. It's not going to be the size. It's not going to be the yeah. speed. It's not going to be the strength. I think all of those are going to be fine. I think his tape with his tackling is going to be the one that hurts him. Now, were those because of injuries? We just yeah. gave Zach McLeod a pass because his year at linebacker – I love Zach – was, you know, we redshirt, we, we, we sat him down. Uh, and, and, you know, because was, – was that because of injuries? So, I don't know. He just needs to make a roster and then put it on the tape. Here's what I think Bubba practice. Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you there, no, but, but here's what I think Bubba needs to do, man. Bubba really needs to focus on being an amazing special teams player to start, right? Great. And that that gets you the spot at the table, right? And then you work on, you know, work on your craft as as being in the secondary, right? Because that's the thing, man. I think a lot of these guys, man, they they come in and they focus just on being on the offensive or the defensive side of the ball. Like if I'm one of these guys, man, I come in and in every interview I'm doing with an NFL yeah. team, like Look, you can put me wherever you want. I know those chances are going to come. I'm going to focus on being the best special teams player, and I guarantee you a coach is going to draft you for that. That's why I look at Travis Homer and DJ Dallas again. 100%. Or uh, Jaquan Johnson Jaquan and Johnson. Redwine, safeties. Yeah. They both play. And But, but last thing, I'll just say this. Just because Bird, because you didn't, I'll, I'll, I'll shut up uh, there, is is put on tape of of, of – of his uh, special teams. Yeah, uh, yeah. One of the biggest plays he made was a block field goal. Uh, that against Clemson. Uh, uh, yeah. Against Clemson that yeah, yeah. our DJ. Ivy that was huge. The house, yeah. Right. Um, so I, I think he has that and you're absolutely right. Make the team be yeah. special teams and then earn your way on as DJ's doing in Seattle. Well, and, as that's why did Zach, and that's why I look at Zach's size. Zach is going to be prime for special teams. 
as 100%. you know, like like a, a not a, not a gunner, gunner but someone yeah. again, kickoff coverage, punt coverage, yeah. kickoff return, you know, punt return coverages. Uh, again, maybe a, a second or, or third rotation type linebacker. Like that's where I see Zach being. He has the build. I mean, he's 6'3", 235. Well, I think he's a little bit bigger now. He might be almost 250 because he played DN. But I think he shredded a little bit of weight. But when I watched him play the other night at that NFLPA, my man looked like a, a just a straight wrecking ball. He didn't care. He was – like, I didn't see him play like this since his freshman year. Filling yeah. gaps, coming, you know, full, full, you know, head of steam, downfield, filling the gap, laying the wood. Like, I'm like, damn. Like, where's this been? You know what I mean? You know, the versatility. I mean, Quincy Roche had some a good year for us, right? Yeah. But everybody said, uh, Quincy, you know, they, they, they looked at the intangibles and they looked at the tape of what he couldn't do, right? Uh, New York or Pittsburgh picks him up, right? He, late round, whatever it was, or pickup. He goes to Pittsburgh, has a great preseason, gets One cut later last and goes cuts. to Giants, yep. it, right? Last cuts because they had a stacked D-line, goes to the Giants and balls out. Starts. Right? I mean – he puts it, yeah, starts and puts a tape out there that any NFL is going, hey, that guy can, that guy can do it. Well, it's and, the same thing with Trent Harris. Trent Harris did the same thing. Exactly. You know? Again, it's just, you just need that opportunity. And, and yeah. so speaking of that, obviously with the draft coming up, besides Rambo, and, and I yeah. think Rambo is a solidified draft prospect coming out of Miami. He's shooting up. He's shooting up the the boards right now too. Well, they're not even like the the East on. The, they're not even throwing the ball to anybody. But like he had a great practice, you know, up there in, in Vegas. Besides Rambo, who else do we look at as legitimate draftable prospects? Yeah. So actually, let me let me let me run through. I had it listed. Um, who who's the draft guys here? Right. So we just go down, and you guys can say stop, and you you guys talk about it because you're the smart. You're smarter on this stuff than I am. Derek King, right? No. Bubba Bolden, we talked about that. Rambo, you talked about that. The next one up would be Harley. Maybe like okay. a fifth fifth to seventh. Yeah. Day yeah. three. So Har- Harley. Uh, Cam Harris. No. Okay. No. It's uh, hard for a running back, especially coming off an ACL. Yeah. Yep. You know, people people forget right now DeAndre Johnson. I think right. maybe, maybe. Six, I, seven, I say, yeah, I yeah. say free agent. You know, uh, John Ford. No, right. Well, Zach I, I would I would say Ford has a chance to get drafted just because of his physical uh, stature and his his metrics, and I think NFL teams draft you a lot off that, um, and it's hard to find those big strong bodies. So I might say day three pick on Ford, maybe. Day, yeah. Amari Carter. I, I, Amari Carter. That was the next one. Good. Good. I gotta um, say no, even though even yeah. though with Carter, man, I mean. I just think he doesn't have that that prototypical NFL body that they look for, right? I think he's got uh, – yeah. he's a great kid, just an amazing human being, man. I mean, on and off the field, right? And that, that goes somewhat of it, but, you know, the physical stuff, I don't. I just don't think he has the NFL body. So but he'll, Jared, go to, what, he'll go to a so, camp. Jared Williams, yeah. I think. I think, I think Jared, Jared Williams goes. Jared Williams four, had a great – You know, here's the thing about Jared Williams real quick. What people can't forget is everybody in the NFL was looking at um, – uh, Zion this year, right? With the with the became the trendy Mach one draft guy, right? So you know, scouts are are all on Zion, and I don't think I think Zion can ball out this year with two coaches that are O line coaches comes in healthy. But but anyway, the scouts are really putting a lot of eyes on Zion, and the and the right tackle was other than the Alabama game, yeah. you know, started out uh, really when they went went and got Justice Olo's way, whatever, uh, you know, oh, awesome. what, seven, oh, oh, I can't say his name, yeah, Justin yeah. O. When, when they got justice, um, 
that really lit a fire under Jared. Now, Jared, what people don't remember, he came back. The only reason he came back that year was he had a thumb injury, had a really bad hand injury. So I don't think he ever got right at the beginning of the year, but he balled out the second half of the year. And coming he's back, done good in this. Yeah, coming back helped his draft position, I think. Absolutely. Right. Like, I, I don't think he would have got drafted last year just off what he put on tape. I think coming back this year, um, and, you know, he put up some good, not that not that NFL teams really look at it, but he put up some good uh, PFF uh, grades. Yeah. Like, he was he was really highly rated, actually. Um, and, you know, I don't really remember, other than the Alabama game, you take that out, I don't really remember him letting a lot of guys by. So. Yeah. And then uh, the last one would be uh, Navon Donaldson. Uh, yeah. I mean, just so- at the body, I think you're fine. But I mean, again, I, I think there's there's potential draft prospects. I think maybe maybe three guys get drafted. You know, everybody else probably a UFA. Um, you, you know, again, all you need to do is get you know get into the to a camp, show what you got, and then uh, hopefully you can make a roster yeah. spot. You know, so, yeah. You know, the the special teams thing that we're talking about though, that's that's the way Amari Carter needs to catch on, right? He needs to go to a team that once that where he goes and he says, "Hey, look, I'm here to play special teams," and you know. They say, okay, let's see what you got. And he just runs down there with Jimmy Murphy type, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I would say this, the pro day, right? The the, the, the last thing would be pro day is going to be the biggest part that matters, right? Yeah. No, no. Well, listen, it, it's it's pro commercial time, so we have to go to break here on – actually, we're not even going to break. We're, we're ending break, the show. We're done. We're done. We're done. We'll see you all next week. Y'all be Closing good. Closing time. Gang, gang.